Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, it's just two of us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of you guys last week, I wasn't here. I know. And then... uh now Garrett's not here, but nothing's wrong. We just said, hey, uh, hey, "Hey, we got other things to do on Tuesday night." The Indians are playing on Tuesday. I can't miss that, and I can't move it to Wednesday. What are you, ESPN, calling them the Indians still? Oh, I'm always gonna call them <laughs> Indians. I said, I said they win a World Series. I'll occasionally call them the Guardians, but okay. until then, that's actually the only second time I think I call them the Guardians right there. Um, yeah, they're a tribe. I'm, I'm 43. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm already committed. I, I understand. You know I, mean? I understand. So that's my team. Sorry. I'm going to call them the Guardians. Okay. You know me. I follow the rules. I don't follow any rules. <laughs> Habitual jaywalker. I've seen that in action. So, <laughs> anytime my wife tells me anything, she'll be like, that's against the law. And I'm like, you jaywalk. <laughs> She's like, that's completely different. I'm like, oh, is it? Oh, is it? Okay. Now oh. we all just get to make up what yeah. rules we can follow what laws and which you ones abide we don't. By? Oh, oh, okay. I do that all <laughs> the time. Because I do too, way too many things that she considers that are illegal. We won't go into them. That she considers or the law? I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> I mean, technically it's a law. I guess, yeah. I mean, not just she, but the government as well. <laughs> Little things. Let's, let's not get into them. We're not talking that? like felonies or anything along those lines. It's like very it. minor incidences. And it's just jaywalking, for instance. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like, oh, you just want to pick and choose what laws you mm-hmm. want to follow, huh? What? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite one. But we're back because, uh, yeah, the tribe play on Tuesday and yep. Wednesday. So, you know, when the tribe's in the playoffs, you have to get used to this adjusted schedule. We've done it before. We've we're going to keep doing it we've in, all, in the future. We've <laughs> never missed a playoff game because yeah. of a, a podcast. That's right. I mean, I love being here. I love talking dynasty. Me too. But, man, do I love the tribe. We'll just do it a day late or a day early. Please look at my shirt. Amazing. Look at my shirt. Love it. Youngest team in baseball, folks. Yep. That thing's, that thing's going to be good for years to come because they're the youngest team. It is. It is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many tribe shirts that are not like as good. But I still ride me out. Like my Corey Kluber shirts. Yeah. I still, my Lindor shirt I won't wear anymore. I got a Lindor jersey autograph. Took I took the, that down. He took the money and ran. Yeah, but he's, uh, I heard a good story about him. I was talking about from yeah, Andrew you are, yeah, yeah, you already told me actually. Oh, yeah. But yep. he's like, hey, dude. Yeah. Need that money. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Not so, not uh. We're not a baseball podcast. We are a dynasty fantasy football podcast. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Kind of like a uh, a, a topic today I want to get into later is like being stuck in the middle and mm-hmm. why it's so bad. I mean, it's something we hit on every year. And I think here we are after five weeks in the season. It's a good time to hit on it because it's about to hit the bye weeks. We're about a third of the way through the right. season. Crap or get off the bat. That's, that's it. But before we get into all that, let me give you a quick story about my friends at Price Picks. And Price Picks is, a, is an app you can get or a website you can go to. And it gives you an option to make some over-under projections and get some action on it. Right? You take two to five players. You find, ten, uh, you find a couple players, two to five. You say they're going to go over or under their projected stats. And you can win up to 10 times on your entry. And remember, you can do this with multi-sports. So now, like Sunday, for example, I'm going to the Browns game on Sunday. And then? And then I'm leaving the Browns game, <laughs> going to grab a quick dinner, and then I'm going to go walk over to the Indians stadium 
and then I'm going to go watch Curry. them play baseball. Uh, the Cleveland baseball team stadium. <laughs> and then it. I'm going to go uh, watch them play baseball. First time in my entire life I'll be doing that. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, a fun afternoon. Right so now. if I want to, if I want to take the over-under on like Jose Ramirez hits or Stephen Kwan hits, I can do that. On top of Nick Chubb's rushing yards, on top of maybe the Cavs preseason Donovan Mitchell shots. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, I get wiggity wiggity whack on this thing. Yeah, you know no what I mean? So, like, some of these prize picks, uh, props on here right now, uh, some that I see. Aaron Kenneth Walker, 53 and a half rushing yards mm. versus Arizona. With the news here, obviously over. I'm smashing the yeah, over. Taking the over. They have, uh, they have, who, who's here? Najee Harris, 46 and a half rushing yards. Ooh. I'm smashing the under. Give me the under. Right? Like, yeah. I'm smashing the under. Mm-hmm. Lenny. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny. Versus Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Who they're going to get up so much on. They're going to just run the ball out. 63 and a half yards. Oh, give me that over all day. He's going to have that in, in the first first half. First half. Nick Chubb, the greatest running back in the NFL. He's going to go over on the first carry. Go ahead. Arguably one of the best of all time. Right. 88 and a half yards. He's going to bust a 90-yarder on the first run. That's two carries. <laughs> what are they thinking? He averages 44 yards a carry. That's two stiff arms. Just one and two, and you're off to the races. Glide three feet to the left. Yeah. Glide three feet to the right. Adios, me amigo. <laughs> you didn't know I was bilingual, did you? I, I didn't until now. Yeah, see, you learn something new about me every day. So that's what Prize Picks offers you. Multi-sports, multi-plays, two to five players. Find the, the props that you like best. Get on there. It's just you versus a computer. Win 10 times your money. And right now... And who can't beat a computer? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, honestly. Yeah. You ever, I played chess for a computer yesterday. Put on the hardest level. One in four moves. Four moves. Four. That's all it's going to take for Nick Chubb to get that 88 yards. He, got, he took so many of my pieces and I swiped the board away. <laughs> you lose, nerd. <laughs> I love chess so much. Yes, you do. about this weekend. Somebody's like, how often do you play chess? I'm like, every day. They're like, you play every day? I'm like, I play every day. They're like, are you really good? I'm like, I'm slightly above average. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> I wish I had more time to commit. We all read a book one day and learn how to really play. Um, but that's prize picks. We encourage everybody to get double their money. Use the promo code NERDS. That's right. You get the prize picks, download the app, use the promo code NERDS. They'll give you 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You're doing two things. You're getting free money, and then you're supporting us, the website, and the podcast. So use that promo code NERDS. Get on there. Get some action. Start small if you want. It doesn't matter. Get a little action, a little five, ten dollars bets on there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what you can come away with. Some really, really good props on there. Uh, it's still hard to win sometimes because that one guy is going to come out there and get the goose egg. But being a very uh, above average, not like my chess plate fancy <laughs> football player, you'll probably do better. Better than most. How about better that? than most. Yep. So let's jump into it. Let's talk about some of these week four injuries, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. There weren't some. There weren't. As many, I think, as we've seen in, in the past few weeks. Uh, so maybe it's starting to slow down. Maybe people are getting into the groove of the season a little bit here. But. I would call to date so far, this is the healthiest year I could ever remember. Yeah. Uh, it's been a weird year, right? For uh, sure. I mean, some people have been hurting themselves yeah. intentionally, but we're not going to talk about self-harm. We're going to talk <laughs> about uh, Dynasty. But, right? I mean, like, how many years have we done this where there's been a major yeah. injury Every single week from the preseason on, essentially. Like, we've been pretty overall healthy with our, like, studs. It hasn't been. It, yeah, no, no big stud has fallen that I can think of yet. We'll Somebody's going that. down for sure. We'll keep, we totally keep our fingers crossed on that one. But yep. Do you believe in jinxes? Do I believe in jinxes? No. Yeah, me neither. Not at all, actually. Silly. Yeah. I'll intentionally walk under a ladder just because. <laughs> just That's, walk past a mirror. And, I know it's not a jinx, and but. break it. <laughs> I mean, I would. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time I was a kid, there was this abandoned factory, we threw rocks at the windows. 
That's not a mirror, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just admitting to some of your past crimes that you said you weren't going to? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't tell the wife. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a mirror, but if I got close to it. I think it was tinted black. I could have saw my face in it. Could have seen your face. Does that count? Broke naturally. (laughs) Ah! So, um, you want to talk about some of these injuries? No. Let's just let's just skip them. All right. We'll be back (laughs) next week talking week five of the fantasy football season. (laughs) Hope you guys get through these bye weeks. Bye. Bye. Um, Biggest injury of the week? I think this is week five. By the way, this is week five. Yeah, you said next week we'll be talking about week five. Sorry. All right, Rashad, Rashad Penny. I mean, obviously, I think that one's the one that is most topical, right? Yeah, um, I mean, he broke his fibula. It's pretty topical. Um, and and it has the most implications for a young running back that we were all kind of anxious to see anyway. So, um, broken fibula. He. It sounds like a lot of times they require surgery, and I think he's getting surgery, right? And it's yes, gonna be a season tomorrow type of thing. Okay, if you're listening to today. Um, so a couple of things about this that I'm. I mean, it stinks about Rashad Penny, you know, still having a, he's having an okay year, mm-hmm. um, is that him in a contract year is now not getting enough time to really show his case his abilities. Yeah. He'll pick up somewhere next year, maybe even back to Seattle, who knows, on a one-year deal. But now it's the time for Kenneth Walker to shine. Uh, I think we saw a little of this coming. He's get Kenneth Walker got eased in a little bit more last week. Uh, they, took a, they took a little bit more away from Penny, took away almost all the third down work. And what's nice to see is that Walker comes in. For me, somebody who was like really big on Walker, um, who might I might have been mocked and laughed at for these first couple of weeks of the season. And so I remember it's dynasty, it's a long term play. Like, oh, yeah. you had Walker ahead of Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, all these guys, which I did. Scarcity um, at the position. That's that's what pushes those kind of guys up. Yep. Always will. Because yep. if they hit, you can get any of those receivers back easily. Like yeah, if Kenneth Walker easy. like blows up, I mean, maybe Drake London would be a little bit harder to get. You can get Garrett Wilson, you can get Traylon Burks, you can get Scott, I mean, any of those guys that you want, Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. And I know he had that one big play, and mm-hmm. that, that that accrued for uh, most of his yardage because he only averaged 2.7 yards per carry after that big run, Yep, which is fine. But what excites me too is what Geno Smith has been able to do this offense, how where in the beginning of the year they were kind of like just going through the motions, only averaging those first couple of weeks about a little over 45 plays per game. Now they're averaging – like close to 60 plays per game, I think, somewhere around there. And this is an offense where they bring him in and they bring in a dynamic runner that I was really big on, right? Like he's somebody that when it came to yards after contact last year, he led college football last year, over 1,100 yards and yards after contact last year. We're talking about a guy who makes people miss tackles. Again, led college football, uh, almost 90 forced missed tackles last year. So this is a runner that I like to that can run inside, Got to the outside edge really, really, really well. He had some juice. Yeah. I mean, on that big run especially, you you could see it. Um, you could see the potential, I think. So for that aspect for an injury, this is an injury that, you know, puts somebody to the forefront of that I was really excited about. I never wished uh, those injuries upon anybody. But now, instead of being a committee running back, and I liked his usage, how they left him in there on third down a little bit more there as well. I thought that was a really good sign. I know Seattle's... Uh, Schedule gets much tougher from the rest of the season on here. So that's kind of a negative two that most okay. people not realize. But this is somebody who can come in. I saw him do some good work there in the preseason, in the, in the uh, combine, and in the, in the catching game. But even with DJ Dallas there, I think this is somebody who can come in and dominate most of the snaps. I mean, the fact that we saw him come in and be on the uh, route plays for about 60% of the time was encouraging. I think this is a player that they want to see what they have in. I think it's a learning year for Seattle. Absolutely. I mean, you don't spend that kind of draft capital, you know, unless you want to get this guy involved. 
I think. So he's in, he's he's gonna hit the ground running. Yep. I th- I'm really excited to see what he could do at the next level. Um, I know the schedule gets a little tougher, so some of the stats might not be as great as I want them to be. But he's gonna get the usage necessary to be a running back one essentially the next the rest of the way. I'm I'm gonna pump the brakes on that just because I know you know Travis Homer is gonna be involved. Um, TJ Dallas. TJ Dallas is gonna be involved and pro- I mean, most likely in the passing game. Um, is where they're going to kind of sprinkle those guys in if they do just hand over Kenneth Walker, like the kind of early down stuff. Because it might just be a little bit too much for a 21-year-old rookie to, to take on that full load this well, early on. He'll see all first and second down snaps. We, he came in this week, he saw 100% of yeah. those, said about 60% of the uh, third down plays there. Which I, he's, I gra- done well, he's done good with his opportunities, seven, uh, seven targets, six catches. I mean, he hasn't done much with them. Um, you know, I think it was 14 total yards. But what's I, the context? What's you know, the context? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. How uh, were those just dump off passes behind the line of scrimmage, just kind of bailing out a quarterback? And, you know, a lot of times you're losing yardage on that kind of stuff. So who knows? I think Homer and DD Dallas will be a little bit involved on third downs. Not all of them, but he'll, I think it'd be the same thing like 60 40 mm-hmm. uh, right on there. But still, that's enough usage for me to be excited. So you weren't on the show last week. I did bring this up, um, this offense up. And, and Geno Smith in particular to Garrett because I just wasn't sure what the heck we're doing with this guy. And I'll bring him up to you again today just to, to, to kind of get your answer on this. Like, I mean, Geno Smith has been performing so well. How do you see this guy for the future? I mean, he's what is he, like 31 years old or something like that. And now he's on like his fourth or fifth team, and all of a sudden it's just clicking. I think it's all clear as day. I've been a big pooper on Russell Wilson for years. Yeah. I'm like this guy just not, I don't I don't get it, right? Like I don't think he's that great. Obviously his stats back him up. It's just clear as day. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett was carrying this guy. <laughs> I mean, clearly, right? Clearly. I mean, look what they're doing now. They're carrying Geno Smith, making him look fantastic. I mean, listen, DK Metcalf is probably our biggest miss of all time on the show. Even then we gave him a first, late first round grade, but still like we something that we didn't think would be fantastic. Uh, he's fant- he's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. Just very dynamic. It, his route running got way better. Uh, he's so explosive. Tyler Lockett's one of the most undervalued players in fantasy mm-hmm. at all times. So I think having those really good weapons around him, uh, two re- two good above average tight ends. No fan, you know, a very athletic tight end. Will Disley, very uh, solid player. Parkinson's not that bad either. The third guy, Kobe. That they have. Yeah, yeah. Kobe so Parkinson. from that aspect, you know, solid offensive lines holding their own for the most part. Uh, Listen, it all depends on their record, right? Like, it all comes down to is how happy are they going to be with Geno Smith is how happy they'll be in position to get another quarterback. Because you mentioned he's 31. Um, 31's a lot of time, though. I mean, if it's a lot of time. If you think he's your guy, you can have him for another six or seven years. That's uh, Pete Carroll's not going to be in the league another six or seven years. Oh, I mean, he's, yeah. he's the oldest coach in the league. I mean, fingers crossed, I'll be still alive. Um, <laughs> but for me, I mean, Geno right now, he's doing enough. And we, here's the thing. We've seen guys like this, whether it be Jacoby Brissett, whether it be Nick Foles, uh, that come in and they play this and they get these like short contract extensions where they're they're taking way less, like the $18 million, $19 million a year just to be the starter, right? Because they've traveled long enough and they're just taking that money uh, to be the guy. So I think there's a good – depends how Seattle finishes and they're in the NFC, which is a little bit weaker. Right now they're playing well enough to win. If they're not in position to get a quarterback, then – they're going to roll with Geno Smith. From a fantasy perspective, he's quarterback four. Yeah, he's right doing now. He's he's right there with Justin Herbert. I mean, Jared Goff is right behind him too, who had a couple of like bonkers games. 
Um, but I guess that's all it takes to bump you up the list right now. Is it and, this early? And the question is, is it real? You know what I mean? Is it, is, is he going to be able to sustain this? Do you think I, it looks like he's gaining momentum almost. I, I have to see a play out. Cause we've yeah. seen, again, we've seen this with Jacoby Brissett. We've seen it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've seen it with Nick Foles. We've seen these guys come in and have been career backups and they come in and for like five to six weeks, they're playing really well. And we had the same conversation. Like, are they for real? Is this yeah. their guy's team? And again, a lot of those guys have turned those into like decent contracts for Fitz, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, right. Nick Foles, Jacoby Brissett. Those guys all signed deals to be a starter elsewhere, albeit short term. And in the long run, it doesn't play itself right. out. It sure right? doesn't. So now, can a player turn the corner at in his 30s if given a team? Because... I do believe coaching, scheme, and system are everything in the NFL. You know, not some players can transcend that and be good no matter where you put them, right. but a lot of players right. can't, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. It's it's a true team sport, and you need everybody else to be on the same page for you to have success. And I think Geno's found himself in a good situation where he's got the weapons around him to help him accentuate his talents as well. So He made a beautiful throw on the run, run into his left. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that play. Yeah, he, he's looked fantastic. He's looked great, and he's been in the league long enough to know what he's supposed to do. So in a super flex league for the right price, like he's easily – what did you guys talk about last week? You guys talked value? Um, we did. We were, I think we were trying to – I can't remember what we end up like landing on. I mean, it, for a starting quarterback, you're starting with a first-round draft pick. Are you giving that no, up for Gino? No, No. Because so I'm I, concerned about what I think, I I think he might have been two seconds. I think it was where, where we kind of fell, or a second and a third for sure. I think if I'm a contender, mm-hmm. and usually it depends, but I would say from the, everything I've seen over the years in Superflex leagues, like most of those strong contenders are like, they have two quarterbacks, and then they're pretty weak besides sure. that. After you know that. what I mean? Yep. So like, if I'm a contender, and I want to lock up another quarterback, and I have to give up two seconds, which are two later seconds, I have no problem gambling on Geno Smith. To get the production I need now, whether it be my quarterback is a really bad matchup the first week of the playoffs, right. um, or... It turns out this is the real deal. I get three years of quarterback production. And that's what I was going to say. Like you have to look at it as a short term win now type of move that could pan out and be a long term thing. And that if it does, it's just bonus. You know what I mean? That's how you have to kind of look at, I think, Geno Smith. If you are going to try to acquire him in, in super flex. League. Some of those pan out. I mean, some of those do you get you get two to three years and all you can ever ask for in Dynasty is two to three years. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I see myself as a contender in a, in a one QB league and I had Justin Herbert and Tua going into the season, and uh, not Justin Herbert, uh, uh, Josh Allen and Tua. And I went up, I picked up uh, Geno Smith off the waiver wires, and I've been super happy, obviously now, especially with the the injury to Tua, and who knows what, you know, what kind of timeline he's got to come back. Uh, but the, the bye weeks are hitting, and, and you know, Josh Allen's at week seven bye week, so I only got a couple more weeks. If Tua, if this is an extended leave of absence for Tua, I'm going to be playing Geno Smith and feeling pretty good about it in a few weeks. Yeah, I I would like to have I think I would take him over most of the receivers in the league. Like I mean that quarter like not most, but like if I'm looking at quarterbacks in dynasty from a dynasty standpoint, um look at the guys here top. So they have him currently, I know it's not updated now, but Geno Smith at six on fantasy pros. I mean, you take Geno over Tom Brady easily because it, it's probably his Tom, last year. Tom's oh for dynasty purposes. Not for, for dynasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um top fifteen, you're taking him over set. I mean would you? I know. I know this sounds like a stupid question, but like, Geno Smith and Russell Wilson. Well, everyone's going to naturally want to align those two, and, and I don't know if you heard about. I don't. You know, I don't think it's on here. Um, he, uh, what's the name? Uh, 
Russell Wilson's been playing with a torn something in his shoulder. Right? Oh, really? Not yeah, really. yeah. It happened. It happened at some point last week. So he played this whole past week with with some sort of injury. Um, I think it was a labrum or something. I, I can't remember. And I don't want to you know say the wrong thing. But he he's been playing with an injury uh, for like the past five quarters of of play or something like that. And so another injury for another you know for for Russell Wilson. It's it it is kind of becoming a theme here a little bit for him. So that that's a little bit worrisome. Um, so for me, geez, man, that's a, I still, there's so much more of a, you've seen so much more out of Russell Wilson to kind of say it's, it's Russell well, Wilson. Right he'll, he'll Russell write, Wilson he'll write himself. Sure. You know what I mean? So that, that's the easy answer, but Geno Smith's playing so much better right now that it's hard to kind of not at least see that and recognize it. So Russ just got that contract ascension. Russ is the right answer. Russ is the right answer. Easier. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it's. But he might not be the one that ends up with more fantasy points this year. But we talked about this too in Superflex before. Like it's so like it goes outside the realm that people that don't talk about much is you you do all you can to get that one stud quarterback, right? You want that one of those top guys that you can get, like a, a quarterback one with the low end being Kyler Murray of that, right? Because like, I mean Kyler looks. I mean, if I was a Cardinals fan, that was my quarterback to try and take me to Super Bowl. Like I, I don't feel good about that, right? But like for fantasy, like he's great. Yeah, for now. Absolutely. Yep. Um. But after that, like you could afford to stream, like you could afford to buy these guys that come along, like these Geno Smiths, right? Like this year, you can go out there and get Tom Brady for he, he's viable now. Aaron Rodgers Absolutely. is viable, you yeah. know, like Carson Rodgers, Wentz, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, definitely, especially with comments like, "I'm not sure," you know, "I'm not," you know, my my next year availability will depend on how these wide receivers come around this year. When he says stuff like that, it, like automatically his price starts going down in, in superflex and all sorts of regular, you know, one QB leagues. And Geno Smith, guy who's quarterback six overall, when some of these guys step up here and there, like you could buy Geno Smith accordingly for probably like two seconds, like you said. That's that's something you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's more important to find that one guy more than anything else because you can't we've talked about this before like you could you can acquire other older quarterbacks for yeah for, even, while, for yeah. a while it was Kirk Cousins kind of bouncing around yeah and, and, and like and those first round guys. picks yep. sometimes for those guys like right. you could have got Jared Goff this offseason now and I wouldn't we would never recommend it you could have got him for a first round pick oh and, easily I think and yeah. super flex yeah and he's quarterback eight going in this week so and he's still young so those are feasible moves to make and I know we we're talking about we started off with Brian Kenneth Walker uh, going from Gino, and I know you want to talk about that. So going back to G- Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Probably a high-end running back, too, the rest of the way. That's how I see him, yeah. Um, yep. Do you think there's any window? Like, would you buy Kenneth Walker now? Would, like, would, that could be an overpay today and an underpay tomorrow. That some people are like somewhat underwhelmed. Or that, I know it's it's terrible timing. Yeah, this is not great timing for trying to buy him. Last week would have been much much better. Um, I'm not of the. I would rather go out and get somebody that I know is going to be good if I'm going to overpay for a running back. Do you who know do what you, I mean? I know this is just completely sporadic. Who do you think's the best bang for your buck in dynasty right now at running back? Like at who, running back. Like if you're gonna go out there and get somebody, who's the best bang for your buck? Because there's a lot of duds out there right now, um, and a lot of people not. Like Te- Tevin Coleman coming in and scoring 21 points <laughs> out, of the, out of the blue, he's the best bang for your buck. You don't have to pay anything more. No, I'm just I'm I'm teasing. Because like a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, that's not good bang for your buck because he's gonna cost you. Nobody's right. selling Ramondre Stevenson. Absolutely. 
I mean, is it playoff Lenny? Is playoff Lenny like the best bang for your buck? Because everyone still thinks he's old and fat or something. He said that in the off season. Yeah, it was like the best bang for your buck. <laughs> he, he was he was insane then. I think you know Austin Eckler two weeks ago was probably going to be the best bang for your buck because he started off so slow, but now these past two weeks he's kind of blown up and gone nuts. Um, Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Gordon. I think you're going to get pretty solid production out of him. What about two for, for a contender? He's probably the best bang for your buck. Yeah. I, I think, you know what you're going to get anyway. How about that? It's not going to be high end numbers. It's be a I, second round pick. I, yeah. I think it, I think that's solid. You know what I mean? It, it's from a non-contender 23 seconds should definitely get, if you have to throw in a fourth on top, like who gives it, you know, like right. don't worry about the fourth. I had to easily throw a fourth in definitely in 24 um, to get him. That was off topic. I just want to throw that. No, that's fine. Thinking, you know, that that's, I think. Uh, it's my buy of the week for sleepers are running back this week. It is. So, right. um, another injury here. Another running back. Speaking of Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, he's week to week with that hamstring issue. Hamstrings are tough because, you know, they can always come back. He, he lost his in the first quarter. And I know they started that off with the rotation with him and Ramondre going down. We've seen Ramondre Stevenson kind of take over that third down role, which is really encouraging because we always say, right. who's the third down running back in New England? That's the guy that you do want. And he took that third round role over like a little bit over last week. And then when he went out, I mean, Stevenson took over pretty much every snap. Like he was the guy there. Uh, and then we saw him rewarded with, you know, career high in carries, career high in rushing yards. So he really kind of showed out somebody we've been talking about now for over a year in Ramondre. Uh, Garrett's talked him up a little bit more than, um, you and I have, I know when we talked about the rookie breakdowns when they're coming out, I know Ramondre Stevenson, Khalil Herbert were my two favorite, like low end guys yeah, on there. Absolutely. Not and, mine too. Um, so it's kind of nice to see them both, both like step up here in year two. Yeah. It's a bummer that, uh, Khalil Herbert kind of got mothballed this past week with, with, uh, David Montgomery, Montgomery coming back, back but he's back again this week. Yeah. So Pierre strong there doesn't overly worry me. They have JJ Taylor and the practice squad, but I think Stevenson now easily is a must start. That's not, that's not a hard part on no, here. No, no. I mean, I think that's pretty – injuries like this, I know they're you know obviously unfortunate, and, we, and you said earlier we don't want to see anyone get injured, but it, it helps clear up muddied situations. Both of these, you know, Rashad Penny and, and Damian Harris uh, does that for both these other guys that are, are still remaining and kind of the guys. So, Ramondre Stevenson, you, you start him, you feel really good about it, yeah, in your hopefully you're in your running back two, and you might end up getting running back one numbers out of him. Oh, for sure. You Pretty can pop easily. in there. That'll so, be his third down ability. I think right. this is a prime. And if, if it's not this week, I want to see how long this hamstring injury is for Damian. But I'm starting immediately after I listen to this podcast to send out, like, I'm looking at rosters after this game tonight on Monday night. Like, my favorite thing to do is after every week, I go to league stand-ins and I look at how everybody's standing. Oh, yeah. Like, see, see all the crappy teams that are, are considering themselves out. Yeah, that's the case of I'm buying. Yeah. But I'm also looking for those teams that were supposed to be contenders or are legit contenders. And I usually that, am, so that's why I'm just looking at the bottom. And, and the, <laughs> in the middle there, and or like immediately, like, who has Damian Harris? Who's got uh, Rashad Penny? Oh, yeah. Were they using them? How, if they weren't, they're running back twos. How... How's their depth chart, right? Like, I've been doing the same. With, I've been doing this with Damian Pierce now for weeks. Like, not giving away, but throwing it out there, right? Like, because mm -hmm. again, running back should always be the most fluid position on your dynasty roster. Doesn't matter who the name is Stop on the back of the jersey, they've got to go. <laughs> Stop yelling at me, Dad. Um. So for me, I think Reminder Stevenson is supposed to be in the line for a great sell high week, right? Like, Absolutely. find a team that's that needs a running back. Bye weeks are starting this week, so. Again, the dynasty landscape, and we're going to kind of get into our main show topic here right after we talk about these injuries, but 
these bye weeks now, whatever the standings are now, it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Because injuries are going to happen, bye weeks are going to happen, and this whole thing is about to start to change. Who's got the depth? Who can stay current? Again, who's not staying stagnant? Who can make these moves to keep keeping their roster fluid to stay on top of those standings, right? So I think Ramondre, right now, and maybe there's another injury this week, could he increase his value a little bit more? I mean, Ramondre plus a pick on top might get you a 23 first. Yeah, no, I, I think it easily could, um, given, you know, to the right team. Uh, you, you know, the, guy, the person that's desperate enough would definitely make that kind of move. I mean, you said Ramondre plus something to get a first, so you might be able to get a, you know what I mean? I think a bad owner would take just a first. I think you can. I, I think a desperate owner. There's a lot owner, of bad owners. I think, yeah, absolutely. I think don't be, if you listen to the show, don't be a desperate owner for a running back. Don't. <laughs> and if you do, if you do, if you are desperate, hold out as long as you can. Don't make rash decisions. Because right. you, then you have a Ramondre, then Damien comes back to splitting carries again. He's the third down back and he's giving you running back two numbers. Like, you, and you paid running back one price. And, you know, there's other guys out there. You just want to make sure you test the market fully. But I think if you have Ramondre, I would. I was thinking of offering Ramondre and like even if I'm a contender, a second for a first. Yeah, uh, that's not. I mean, that's not horrible. If yeah. I'm if I'm if I'm not a contender mm-hmm. and I'm a bottom of the team, I'd offer like Ramondre and a third, my third, and maybe a third next year for a first. You know, something along those lines. But sure. I think he falls in a good opportunity to sell. I think he's going to produce. I think he's a very. I think he's a talented running back. But I think his offense as a whole is enough to be. Uh, this offense is real weird, especially this year. I mean, with the quarterback going down, Bailey Zappi's come in and surprisingly looked okay. I, as soon as he came in, I, I picked him up on every league he was available in. I was like, there's such a chance that this could happen, that Bailey Zappi overtakes for Mac Jones. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> I know it does. But, like, Mac Jones to me is just so lackluster. It's just so... Bailey Zappi, uh, from the clips that I've seen and the bits that I've seen, I have not, I haven't sat down and watched a full. He won. Yeah, he's looked good. He's looked okay. He's looked like a functioning quarterback in the NFL, which sometimes rookies can come in and and look like total dog crap. So I mean, to have a guy come in who he was he was not drafted right, like he was an undrafted free agent, if memory serves me. I don't know. Yeah, if he wasn't drafted, it was super late. If he was drafted, right. Um. So yeah, to have to have him come in like and kind of function. Round pick. I'll, I'll take a look at it real fast. Yeah, so I mean, a running back on this team is not just for, it's not just this team. I'm looking for value. I'm looking for value in Damian Pierce, who's like fourth in the league in Russia mm-hmm. right now. Um, looking, I mean, beast mode, right? Break, beast breaking mode. tackles oh, left he was and a, right. He was a fourth round draft pick. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Carson Strong got cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought, well, he was high. I thought he was at least a sick. Okay. Anyway, Bailey's happy. Looks good, even for a fourth round draft pick. Still looks so. Good. But like even Damian Pierce, I mean, I there's some like there's a league I have Damian Pierce in, and I'm trying to lose. Like I want B. John Robinson, right? Yeah. So like I trade, it's a league I trade away Terry McLaurin for uh, a first and Derek Carr. You're offloading for picks as yeah, much Sky as possible Moore. here. Yep. And I remember like two weeks ago, and this is for everybody. I was like, I was asking everybody when he was named a starter, a 23 first for Damian Pierce, and they're all like, he. I really kept trying to offer me seconds. I was like, I took him at two two. Right. You're offering me a worse second for somebody that's a, a, a just named a starter. Like yeah. what? I'm like yelling. I'm like I yelling. Took a chance on a guy. I'm text message <laughs> right. yelling. No capital letters, but like <laughs> you know, you just read something. You know the context behind it. Oh, yeah. Behind it, I was yelling. Like they don't know, but I was yelling. <laughs> and I'm getting these offers, like like disrespect. And then, listen, for somebody who sends out disrespectful offers, like I have no problem getting <laughs> no disrespectful respect. offers. Respect. No problem. All the free beer. But I kept writing back to every person, like this was a a, a guy who I took at two two. In a deep class, 
And now you're offering me a second round pat pick back for a rookie running back who's named the starter on a team that's going to run the ball a lot. A lot. Who's a pretty solid running back. Mm-hmm. And they're all, everybody wrote back, he's not worth a first. On my roster, he stays. Is what on I my say. roster, he stays. <laughs> so, like, same same aspect. I'm trying to sell him. I'm trying to. Austin Eckler had a big week. What's what's his value? I'm constantly throwing yep. out feelers on running backs just to see what I can get. And you never know. I had a trade. I traded DeAndre Swift away for two sec, two first, right before the season started. And people were like, oh, I don't know about that. This past week, I don't think I was on a show. I ended up trading those in a Superflex league. Those same exact two first, and then like Evan Ingram, a third, and something else, Tyler Gunther, one of our friends. No, I got, you mentioned this last week. I got Kyler Murray. The last time you were on, I think. Uh, I just made this trade. Oh, okay. And I got Kyler Murray. How did I know about it? It's super flex. So I basically traded DeAndre Swift for Kyler Murray. Okay. Oh, you called me on the phone. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. no, that was, uh, I called you on the phone. People on Twitter, they still can't believe I did this. I the, It went 70%, 30%. That's when you, that's when you turned on the, the, okay, yeah. I should probably mention this on the show. Go ahead, yeah. I had an offer. I had to call Matt on the phone. <laughs> we had a 25-minute conversation about this, and we got nowhere with it. We got nowhere. Fast. Well, not fast. And I'm sure Marcel's listening. Everybody in this league is listening. It's Nerd Herd 2.0. It's why it's fun to be in these Nerd Herd leagues, if you can get them, because we don't open them very often. I had an offer in a Superflex league for Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, Devontae Adams, right. and Stephon Diggs. Who heat. For Justin Herbert. That's hot. And my team, and the difference here is like my team's a contender. Right, right. I didn't need those guys. Now, of course, do I want the number one overall like fantasy receiver? Do I want the number top six overall sure. in the Adams? Yeah. But I really didn't want Matt Stafford at 34. And even though I have Deshaun Watson, I really didn't want to do that. I agree. Uh, yeah. That's, and, uh, that, that's, it's not like he's performing well right now. <laughs> everybody on Twitter is like, you have to smash accept that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Matt, mm-hmm. a dynasty my respect, and I'm going to text Izzy Alcafas uh, from Dynasty Trade Calculator. Two of my... Two of the minds I trust the most in all of Dynasty are Matt O'Hara's and Izzy Alcafas. They both give me the, the Izzy said easily Herbert. Yeah. Easily. He's like, I want nothing to do with Dynasty with those other guys. Nothing. I was like, well, I want something to do with Stefan Diggs, but that's whatever, Izzy. You right. do you. Yep. And then you said the same thing. Like, well, like, I always want the best player. And it's Herbert. And it's Herbert. Yeah. So if you feel like bad about it, just keep Herbert. And I was like, I would feel about it. Yeah. Like, like you have like, to well, pick yourself on. sometimes getting rid of the person that you're about to get rid of. And if you feel like crap about it, it's probably not the right move. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's there, there's a gut factor to that kind of thing for like a three year window. Right. At best, like I have a 10 year window with this guy. And in fact, I'm a again, I was a contender. I declined that trade. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote the guy wrote back. He's like, Oh my, you really did decline. it. <laughs> I thought I gave you an offer. You, I you couldn't him, refuse. Cause you just offered me Devonte Adams and Matt Stafford. I was like, you're not even close. Yeah. He's like, really? Or digs. He offered me digs. And uh, Stafford, I was like, "You're not close." He's like, would you want Adams? I was like, "I'd want both." Yeah. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And then he sent the offer. I couldn't believe he sent the offer, and I was just stunned. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But the way I looked at it is, as well, no matter what, you, you'd likely. It's tough because you'd likely be a, you'd be in a much better position at your wide receiver position, and you could probably just start one quarterback most weeks, even though you're in a super flex. I have Watson. He'd be coming back. Right. I but mean, Matthew Stafford's down in like the twenties or something. Oh, I know he's it, not doing. He's right around. He's not throwing all those yeah. touchdowns. It's just Cooper Cup. That's all he's got. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit here. And you know, it just shows you the importance of in Superflex. Matt Stafford, not 
Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. <laughs> I definitely judge Herbert at being only 24 years old. Yeah. These guys are unicorns. They're they are almost impossible to get. So mm-hmm. much so, somebody offered me that package. I declined it. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, I'd, I'd smash accept that. And I was like, well, that's the difference between you and I, my friend. <laughs> that's, why, that's why people sometimes want to listen to me talk. <laughs> sometimes. I got the manliness. But it's like, you're right. Like, you, I told him, first of all, you have to drastically overpay for a player like that. Yeah. He tried to. He tried to. And sometimes that wasn't even enough, right? But sometimes it's like the snake getting Adam or Eve or which one of those people wanted to eat it, eat the apple. Yeah. Does the apple look delicious? Sure it does. Absolutely. Yeah. But next thing you know, you're having sex with your sister. Gross. And it's gross. Yeah, that's gross. In any any religion, it's gross. That's gross, no matter what. I don't know. Is there any religion that it's okay? I don't know. I don't want to go there. How about that? <laughs> Game of Thrones. Religion. Game of Thrones for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's like, do I want a unicorn or do I want this horse that just run the triple crown? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the, who won the last triple crown? It's the, I have no idea. Actually, who won the last horse race? Don't know. Yeah. Me neither. Right. <laughs> What's the last unicorn you saw? I never have. Exactly. They're so rare. So if you saw one, you'd be like, <laughs> I want the unicorn. I know exactly where I was. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know where we got on this topic. I don't either. I, I honestly don't. But I mean, it, sometimes three tens isn't better than a $20 bill. I think that's what you're saying. I think I am saying. Yeah. yeah. If it's a crisp $20 if bill. If it's a crisp. So these moves, like, I, I, I want to pay for something. We're getting back into the, the right. show topic where I'm talking about before. So let's get through a couple more injuries real quick. Where are we on time? <laughs> 45 or 35? 30, 37. All right. A couple <laughs> quick injuries. We'll give you a three. Ready? So Chris Olave concussion, no timetable. It was clear as day the second it happened. I, I listening to the commentation, the commentators on air, not know that it was a concussion was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. Everyone was like, He's concussed. Like, and they're like, oh, I don't know what happened on this play. He dropped the ball. Like, dude went like this. He froze. He dropped the ball. Like, clear as day, he was concussed the second it happened. Now I'm about to get off topic again. Yeah, go ahead. It For anybody, and I'm sure this happens a lot for dynasty players. So dynasty players are more into football than the casual fan, right? And I'm sure you could say that you're going to back me on this. I would say 80% of these announcers have no... <laughs> idea what they're talking about you mean they could piss you off constantly because they literally have no idea what they're talking about yeah they'll talk about players they'll do something like oh they've been doing this all like no they haven't or like he does he's really good like no they're not like (laughs) they don't do that well at all man what are you talking about they like i understand that's that's their job announcing the primetime announcers are usually excellent the the in the day dude they have mill guys they have a hard time they and now the uh the color analysts like the former football players are not bad, but some of these like yeah. the play by play guys, they have no effing idea what they're talking about. They just say about a player like and you're like, that's not true. I'm, listen, I'm sure it's a hard job. So they have to like go from city to city and sport to sport sometimes and do all that. But, and, and they're trying to learn all in a quick I, yeah. and I get it. I get it. Right. I I understand the aspect of it. I'm just saying say it. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Sometimes so, it's it's painful. Alave. Yes. Alave clear as day was concussed at the time and you know obviously this this opens up opportunities to other people on the team right i mean 
Tra- Traquan Smith, maybe Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway. Yeah, I love maybe. to see Adam Troutman get a little bit more, a little bit more involved. He's invisible. He is uh, invisible. I mean, the other guy, the other. Everyone else is hurt. Jarvis hopefully comes back this week. Michael Thomas should be back hopefully this week. What was his injury? knee? Knee. Yeah, I think okay. I think he comes back this week. And Alave probably miss this week. You would imagine. You would think that he, especially with all the concussion crap that's going on, they'll 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 probably hold him out. T Higgins ankle injury, uh, banged up again. Yeah. So this was one of those things that popped up, right? Like it wasn't known throughout the week, and then he came up with a this this guy's injured type of thing before game, and then he got injured in the game, or was it was it known? I can't. I always banged up going into it too. What's weird is too. I was yeah, like, he was questionable. I think I was read, I was reading like some really close in stats going into this week with Jamar Chase and T Higgins, and like how T Higgins was like leading everything as well. And we went over that last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It was just really interesting, like how good T. Higgins when is. they were when they're both on the field together. T. Higgins is actually the number outperf- one outperforming Chase slightly. It's I not. Mean, it's it's slight. Chase is getting the tougher coverage. I'm sure it has something right. to do with it as well. But it, it it's it was interesting to say the least. Um, it, it is interesting because I mean you would say I mean those guys are still one two Je- Jefferson and Chase. I mean I've always had Jefferson one uh, overall dynasty ranks, but Chase like can Higgins was that one year just a magical year. And now it's like Higgins and Chase, and they both kind of do eating each other a little bit. And that's kind of hard. And that's what we talked about last week. And because there was such a big difference between where everyone has Chase, which is one or two, and where everyone has Higgins, which is closer to 12 or 11, 12. And we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe they both need to be kind of adjusted and a little bit closer. Not like crazy. I wonder if Chase just needs a little bit more time, uh, like in his routes, and that offensive line is just so bad. It could be. And Joe Burrow has no time. Yeah. It, it's looked at, I mean, obviously their record would indicate that it looks like a completely different offense. I hope. Completely different team this year. I hope there's, I hope it keeps dipping so there'll be some kind of dip to buy Jamar Chase. I have zero shares in Dynasty. Yeah, me neither. So I would love to get or one. Me, me also, I guess. One. Um, so that's an injury. James Conner, ribs day to day. Daryl Williams left that game with a knee injury. It's Eno Benjamin. It's Eno Benjamin. If, if both um, those guys are injured. Jonathan Ward's got a hamstring injury. And I started Eno Benjamin against you this past week because I didn't have anyone else to start, and I won. Beat you. I was literally telling my kids last night. <laughs> I was like, you want to hear some bullshit? My kid's, eight, my kid's 10. And so I said, you want to hear some bullshit to my 10-year-old? He's like, what's that? I was like, because when Eno Benjamin scored a bound, I was like, I'm playing somebody. <laughs> And no running backs. <laughs> None. So they were forced to throw Eno Benjamin in their lineup. Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, both on the shelf. I'm putting Eno in. Unbelievable. And praying. I was like, and my and prayers son, were answered. I was like, and that's fantasy football. <laughs> He's like, that's what it is? I'm like, yes, it's just full of heartbreak. In a nutshell. It's like the hottest girl in the school says she can go out with you, and then you show up to where she's supposed to meet you, and it's just a poop factory. It's just a crap factory. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they put your fo- they put your photo on the door. Mm-hmm. The turd, those little turd emojis as a hat. <sighs> like I don't wear that hat. <laughs> do now, turd. <laughs> My kids are very uh, well informed on Turd Ferguson. So yeah, you know Benjamin. You know uh, Benjamin. He start him this week if you got Fire him. Fire him up, man. He's catching passes. He's scoring touchdowns. He's looking good. You <clears throat> look. You know Benjamin always looks good for two weeks. I know. I know. Then, but that's it. He's a habitual two-weeker looker. You know, you know how long I need him to look good? as Until DeAndre Swift gets back, and that's it. And then I'm fine. I swear. I swear. Like, <laughs> Which is about two weeks, by it, the way. It probably doesn't help that I'm in 20 leagues. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's like, how do I? I was like, I feel like I, was, I always end up playing these guys. I'm like, well, I'm in 20. I try to be like fair about it. I'm like, oh, I'm in 20 leagues. And odds yeah. are I'm going to face them at some point. You're going to face everyone at some point. I mean, like. But you know Benjamin for the loss? <laughs> <laughs> Suffering suck attached to that cartoon. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know Benjamin again. 
any kind of sell window, if I can get a 23 second for Eno, ben, Eno oh, Benjamin. Sign me up right now. Dude, I'll give you a third back. I scoop that guy up on the waiver wire. I'll man. give you a th- yeah. I'll give yeah. you Eno Benjamin and a third for your second. I right, so I would do that too. The move to make. Anyone out there in, in my league that uh, that wants Eno, come get him. Even right now, when I desperately need him, I will sell him to you. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. High angle sprain. Uh, seen a second opinion. They fired a coach about it. Uh, <laughs> the second, the coach was like, "You're fine." They're like, "You're fired." <laughs> uh, You're running this guy out here again. You're fired. <laughs> rated the worst quarterback in the league. I gotta say something. Go ahead, man. This is so hard. I know. Come on, just say it. Becker, <laughs> <laughs> just say it, man. It so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have. I honestly, I was texting Buddy about this. I, I have no idea what happened to this kid. He was one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen coming out. This yeah. is again. This is what I said about him before the Browns even drafted him. Like I, this is who I wanted the Browns to draft. I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks I've seen on tape. Comes out his rookie year is just dynamic. His accuracy was on point. His arm strength has never been an issue. His accuracy was money. Yeah. And then year two is a little rough and. Here he is again on a sixth coach in five years. So, like, he's sure. tough, man. It's, it's tough on him, too. Yeah. And he is so beaten down. His confidence has been swept away. Yeah. Dude, it's rough. He is terrible. He's, it hurts me to the core to say that. I, I, I almost want to cry. I know that hurts. It's emotional. For he me. is your bay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I won't spend a lot of time on there, but yeah, remember my bold prediction show? I, I threw it in as Justin Jess. I was like, yeah, Baker Mayfield, a quarterback one. I don't even remember that because it's I'll just happened. People. It just happened so many times that I probably just swept her underneath the rug. But, um, Baker Mayfield, obviously seeking a second opinion, high ankle sprain. Who the heck's the next guy? up? <laughs> PJ Walker. Yeah. That was Baker <sighs> drowning. Okay. Sam, when does Sam Darnold get back from injury? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being a fan of this team? Remember, ba- remember when Sam Darnold oh looked really God. good? And I'm like, dude, you got to give up. Like, this is the beginning of last year. Oh like, we gosh. three were like, don't hey. even say this. We're like, you probably give up two first right now for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Don't even say that out loud. Oh, nobody listened. To that. <laughs> I'm sure somebody did, unfortunately. Look, you and they're the- probably screaming right now. It was three. You said three first. You, you got to take the wins with the losses. You're not going to win every move you make. If somebody's saying here, it's like, Rich, you're wrong about this. So it's like, okay, I was wrong about that one. On to the next one. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, concussion protocol, elbow. No update on him, but one play or something, and then oh, dude, again, so my son's playing fantasy. I got, I know we keep getting off topic. It's he, fine. He keeps losing his games by like one point, point three, all this crazy stuff. It keeps happening. To him. And I'm like, welcome to. Me. So he starts to, uh, starts to a uh, tour gets hurt early, gets concussed, goes out. Yep. He's like, who should I start, Dad? Should I start uh, uh, Justin Fields or Teddy Bridgewater? I'm like, dude, you gotta start Teddy. I was like, Justin's been. <laughs> Just so bad. They're barely throwing the football. He's like, okay. We're we're at the Browns game, him and I, on Sunday. And I'm like, in between then, so I go on my phone for my update. And yep, I'm like, man. oh, Teddy got hurt. He's like, no, seriously. I'm like, seriously, he's out for the game. He lost again. <laughs> and Justin Fields had his best game, didn't he? Like, he had his most passing yards of the whole season. He's like, I knew I should have started uh, Justin Fields. I was like, listen, bud. Sometimes all the right moves not always the right move. He's like, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. I'm like, and that's fantasy football. <laughs> well, None of it makes sense. Welcome again. Um, and then Saquon, Saquon Barkley hurt his uh, uh, ankle, but he came back in. He looked just fine. 
Yeah, I'll have a big sure run. did. Yeah, got over there in London. All right, so we got to do a couple things here real quick. Got to talk about our friends at Prediction Strike. You know, do you wish you had uh, you bought stock stock in a guy like um, Kenneth Walker? Yeah, week absolutely. one. Absolutely. The 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 dollar's down. Yep. You know, or whatever you want to call it, the ruble way down, <laughs> way down. The euro <laughs> downer. Yeah, not as down as the ruble. Not not bad as the ruble. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, yep. You're almost using that for firewood. Uh, and you you get you get him, and all of a sudden now he's the name the starter. Price has gone up, right? Skyrocket. That is prediction strike. Right now, prediction strike makes that a real possibility to buy low on players and then be rewarded monetarily for their upside. Prediction strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Prediction strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can get even closer to the game. Don't just draft your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply visit predictionstrike.com or download their app on the app store to create an account, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of the players will change based upon the game performance, as well as whether other users are buying or selling shares of those athletes. You can trade your shares of players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in the game. Use the pro- promo code dynasty and you're going to get a free player share of some player. So make sure you get the right one. You know, I think dynasty players, I think prediction strike sticks around and advertises with us so well, because our user base, I feel like with these dynasty aspect has such a leg up and it's like a glove. I've heard so many success stories of people like, you know, it's not stock market. You're like, Oh, I made a million dollars, but like, Oh, I made 40 bucks. I made Mm -hmm. 50 bucks. I made 80 bucks just, and just invest in players that you like. So it's a fun way to make, you know, uh, you, you can buy yourself a couple of dinners a year, unless you invest a boatload of money. And then, I mean, for us, you know, we invest a hundred bucks and make 80 bucks. So we're doubling our money. Sure. But that's, that's what prediction strikes offer. Use the promo code dynasty. It, it works really well with what we offer and through the podcast. And you can use it all year long. Glove all season where you really make your money. Mm, prediction that's, strikes. that's where so, you get the deals, but they're still out there right, right now too. Matt, what do we have? We saw some other things here on the topic sheet. We're going to skip some of these, but I got to get our sleeper by the week. And then where are we on time? About 50 minutes. Son of a... Be- okay. I only need 10 minutes anyway. So let's start off with my prediction. Yep. Uh, my sleeper buy or sell of the week. Sponsored by Sleeper, the number one hosting platform out there today. If you haven't heard it, check them out. Very clean interface. You can host Dynasty Leagues, regular leagues there, and it's absolutely free to use. Sleeper. 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 So my buy of the week, Matt, uh, kind of ties into... and I know this is going to fall into the category of well, of course, now's the time to buy him. But I've been selling, I've been saying all year, sell James Robinson. And I love mm-hmm. um, the fact that he comes out here week one, he's able to come back so quickly. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, a couple of those runs were just like two big runs. He wasn't efficient besides right. that. That's all. I mean, that's kind of where he's piggybacked or kind of how he gotten, he's gotten all of his, his fantasy points this year just off big plays. I said sell K-Makers all this offseason. Yep. I said sell, so once you heard that injury, it just comes down to, again, the Achilles injury. Nobody's ever come back from a running back and been super successful with it. Mm-hmm. K-Makers looks like a shell of himself, yeah. let's just be honest. And James Robinson, I mean, he's a big guy. He's had some big rumbles and tumbles, but he's not explosive mm-hmm. yeah. at all. I mean, he, he underwhelmed again this week um, versus Jacksonville, or I mean, versus Houston. And his share has been going down and down every, every week as well. 
right? I mean, oh, his, 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 his share of the carries. Under under 30 rushing yards. Yeah. His, uh, his shares are going down. So I'm buying Travis Etienne. Now, this was one of my buys in the preseason. I printed him, him as one of my running back ones. I had my running back 12, I think, right around there at the end of the year because of his pass catch ability. And I know a lot of his production came off a third down. He's been a third down back, and, they were, and that's kind of the situation he was in this, this week. But James Robinson is going to see – is just slowly going to be fade out of this offense. And he's going to be a, a backup running back, a timeshare running back, uh, kind of like just what Deontay Foreman was, what has been. That's what kind of what James Robinson's going to be. And ETN's come off his, his biggest game yet to date. I mean, he led the te- this this week he led the team in snaps. Again, I'm not getting all crazy about that because I know that was a lot of... Uh, Those can change from game to game and, and be game for Two-minute offense, yeah. he was really in there. He got a lot of production there, but he saw 40 snaps there. Um, led uh, Robinson 72 yards compared to 27, even though they both had 10 rushes on the day. That had, that he still was out of fishing them there. Uh, in the passing game, Robinson's pretty much non-existent there, yeah. but he caught three of his five targets for 43 yards. So he had a solid game. As his offense gets better, as, as Doug Peterson kind of really puts a stamp onto it, Etienne's there for the next two years. For sure, guaranteed. Right. Um, and that's without the, you know, if they, the fifth year option. if they don't pick up the fifth year, yep. So why these snaps are slowly going towards ETN's way, and I think some people might think, well, it's just that, sec- that third down, uh, third down two-minute offense he was in really kind of blowing him up. If I was a late, if I had a late first-round pick, I was a contender. I've already done this in one league, but that was preseason. I gave a late, tw- I gave a 23 first, what I think to be a late 23 first for ETN. And you could use a running back right now. And who can't use a running back? Basically everyone at this point. They're dropping like flies here and there and little nicks and bruises. And would you season pay, ending shit. Would you pay stuff. a first for ETN? I mean, I think, first of all, I don't think anything less than that will get it done because um, the person who has it is just holding out hope that they're going to finally come to their senses. So I, I think I think I would. I think I would do that and – and I'd be betting on him breaking out. How about that? Because, I mean, obviously nothing that he's done so far has been amazing. No. You know what I mean? So so I do think – I think his, his time his – time share. His share of the carries is going to keep growing, just like you're saying here. And he's obviously getting more of the receiving work. He's a space, he's a space type of running back. He's a guy that you need to get out to the boundaries, out, you know – Throw him, throw him screen passes where he can make people miss and just go, and they're figuring that out. And and, and I think as the season goes on, they're going to find new and better ways to get him uh, out into space and kind of around to the outside and stuff like that. And he's just going to keep breaking big plays. So I think, yeah, I, I'd do that. I think those people, I think those PPR for a contender, points, you know be, yeah, for, for a sure. contender, uh, it'd be a little bit more consistent. I think you can get to that point where he's averaging anywhere from twenty to fourteen points per game going into this week. Uh, James Robinson was averaging about 14, where was it? 14.8 points per game through the four games on just being their guy, right? Mm-hmm. In between tackles, obviously touchdowns help. I have no problem seeing ETN kind of overtake that and become that number one running back in fantasy for this offense. And that was good enough going into this week to have James Robinson at number 11. So I think there's a, I think it's a point counterpoint here. I think my buy is ETN. You can't sell James Robinson, but the moment James Robinson, I said right after he came back after that big game, right, a big time run, I'm like, sell James Robinson. That was like, he was my sell of the week, I think. Yeah. Uh, a week two. Oh, yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's easy to and clap yourself on the back for everything you're right about because it's easier to remember things you're right about than you're wrong about. 
I'm sure I say tons of things I'm wrong about too. But, I mean, I hope everybody listened there because those injuries are not... I, I think if this shows the same thing over history because we were somewhat confused, like, not confused, wonder if today's technology could kind of change things and help make players yeah, players. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I just think the Achilles and I think the uh, patella tendon are just... When it comes to like skill position players, it's hard to come back from. Are the Achilles heel of so to speak the industry? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's just you can't come back and be a high end player. You know who scored point one points less than Travis Etienne this past week? Oh. Eno Benjamin. <laughs> just wanted to rub that in a little bit. More. I appreciate that. Yep. So Travis Etienne, my buy of the week. I think you can get him for a late 23 first if you're a contender. And why not get the youth? Because you're probably not going to get a running back of his caliber in this draft class that late. Yeah, I agree. If All you're right. out in there late. Last subject I want to talk about. Um, and this is for... It's, it's, it's kind of a sales pitch, but it's not a sales pitch as well. And when I'm... And I'm what I'm going to talk about here is why I think well, it's important. What's that, it going to take me to get you in this car here, sir? <laughs> yeah, and by this car, I mean the Dynasty GM. Yep. Right. That we have a huge facelift come a huge facelift coming to uh, here soon. It's going to be an app. So all our Dynasty tools are going to be an app. So if you down, download the Dynasty Nerds app right now, it's a mock draft tool, which is fun. Yep. That will stay there, but the Dynasty GM is going there. And when I say for the price of a cup of coffee. You know, you could have the best tool in the business in my eyes. And you're like, well, what is it? Why does it help me? What's in, there's a lot of little things it does to help you. Like, first of all, you get Dynasty Nerds film room so you can watch film. You get the, all the, we have enough rookie stuff on there to really give you the edge above, above your league mates. You can streamline all your leagues in one spot. You know, FFPC, Flea Flicker, Sleeper, MFL. Um, Am I missing one? Uh, you can't do Yahoo or any of those yet. Yeah, but you can manually upload. You can your manually leagues. upload all those. So all your leagues and player shares are in yeah. one spot, yeah. right? They're all right there, and that helps. But the biggest thing I love is the league analyzer because it shows it gives you a bird's eye view of your dynasty league. And where's the worst spot to be in your dynasty league? In the middle, we talk about it all the time. It's the worst spot to be in the middle, and you wonder why people. Get stuck in the middle because you. Everybody says it. Like you go all over the place. People are like that's oh, the worst place to be stuck in the middle. We've been talking for nine years. It's yeah. been it's the worst place to be, and it is. It's a it's at the it's a death blow to your dynasty team of mediocrity. Like you're never gonna win anything. You're never gonna be good unless you literally luck into your draft picks. Like you hit at six or seven, you draft Justin Jefferson. A year before that, you got um, I don't know Jonathan Taylor. I don't know you know. Something along those lines. Same same draft class. So I don't think that could happen. But but you never know. <laughs> um, was it the same draft class? I have no idea. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. I don't think it was. Yeah, was it? I think it was. Three years for both of them, right? Probably. Yeah. But you lucked into those guys. Anyway, go um, ahead. <laughs> so, like, how do you get stuck in the middle? And it's so it's because you look at your team and you're like, "Mom, my team's pretty solid from a redraft standpoint, right?" But like. Sure. The problem is it's too hard to look at the teams and it's what you're always looking ahead. Who's in front of you in standings. And a lot of times people can't get a grasp of like these teams ahead of them. Like, can I, my team is okay, but can I beat these teams? The league analyzer gives you a view of your entire league from bird's eye view for strengths and weaknesses. Now I love this more. So not to even see where my team stands. I don't have a problem really getting stuck in the middle because either I'm going for it or right. I'm not, but for trades, it's tremendous. Like, 
I want to trade for a running back who's got all the running backs yeah, or wide receiver. Who's strong, you, who's weak. And a nice little bar graph. It shows you this visually. It's so helpful for the price of a cup of coffee. The league, I, I'm telling, for me personally, for somebody who's playing Dynasty for 20 years, the league analyzer alone is worth the price of a cup of coffee a month. It's it really is. My favorite part of the tool, I think. But you get everything I we got. I love everything else, but. Yeah, you get everything we got is for the, the price of a cup yep. of coffee. But how do you get stuck in the middle? How do you do it? And what's funny is, it's so easy. And here's why it's easy to stuck in the middle. It's because you're always looking ahead how to compete. How do I get better? How do I get better? You don't look behind. And when you're in a dynasty league, and you, the state of the league has been going on for three years or more. So it's, it's a real dynasty. It's league, established you know? at this point. It's yep. an established league. Mm-hmm. You're looking ahead, not realizing there's anywhere from two to four teams that are behind you that are rebuilding or just terrible. And they don't even, they're, they even, they want, they need to rebuild, right? Right. So let's cut, let's, let's be in the middle, call it three teams. Okay. So three teams in the middle uh, below you are constantly going to be below you. Constantly. It's going to be hard to get below them. How about that? So, and say there's four, <laughs> right. say there's four teams, right? Then six teams make the playoffs and say four of you are just in the middle of the road. Well, the four of you are the only teams really fighting out to make the playoffs. Two of you are going to make it and two of you aren't. Yep. And you're going to keep going through that pattern. And nothing's more trickery to your eyes in Dynasty that you made the playoffs in your Dynasty League, and you're like, yeah, I made the playoffs. I'm pretty good. Well, half the teams made the playoffs. <laughs> but the middle-of-the-road teams that are make those playoffs, it's, it's, you're just there because the teams behind you Pushed are so you bad. Artificially, right? Artificially getting elevated, basically. Yeah, so the, art, the teams behind you are always elevating your falsehood of a competitor or a good Dynasty team and, and making you think you're closer than you really are. And the GM helps you with this. But the, the main point here is, even if you don't have the GM, is you have to look at that from a dynasty aspect. What's behind you as well. Yeah, there are. I mean, there are instances where in any given season, you could end up picking in the middle of a round, but your team might be much better. You might just be there due to a couple of injuries, to oh, key players, sure. stuff like that. Another thing that the GM could help you figure out, like, why am I stuck here in the middle? And you look at your team, you're way over here at the, the top of the graph, and you're like, oh, it's because X, Y, and Z are not performing because they're injured this year, and that's why that's why I ended up here. So that's another easy way to figure things out as far as you know where you're at or why you're there in the middle. But go ahead, Rich, sorry. So if you're stuck in the middle, I mean, you have, and right now, so we're about to be a third of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. This is, I tweeted out early in the week, this is my favorite time of the year because the trades are abundant. All my leagues or trades are going down left and right. I've been making a mass amount of trades as well. And I love it. It's the funnest part about dynasty love is making too. these moves, yep. right? So now's the time to act to get outside the middle. And it's not just this week. It, we're, we're about about over a four to five week span here of this window opening up. Where oh, yeah. bye weeks are going crazy. Injuries are starting to mount. And, and people are, are trying to get through their bye weeks and, and trying to get line themselves up for the playoffs. 100%. Yep. This is where we said before, uh, earlier in the show, like, this is where true teams start to rise to the top. And those, and those top teams that are up there, like, how are they up there? Really start to fall off because they have no depth. Mm-hmm. One injury, they're done. Yep. You know, they have no depth. So teams that are feeling good with a couple of surprises, and they had Geno Smith, and they had and they drafted Damian Pierce at 2-2. And they have, and they took um, Drake London or some, you know, along those lines. Yeah, they yeah. got Brees Hall. So they have Brees Hall. They got Damian Pierce. So they fixed their running back situation for this year right away. But it's all they have. Right, like right. As soon as a bye week comes, as soon as an injury happens, they're screwed. Yep. Or now, all of a sudden, those teams are buyers. Yep. Too. You know, so these when 
You have to identify first, before you look at anything else, you got to look inward and look at your own team. Where are you? Where are you amongst your standings right now? Why are you there? Now, if you put in the time and work, you could sit here and go through every single team and figure this out. It's not, it's not something you can't do. It's easily something you can do. We built a GM to make sure, because if you're like me and you're in like 20 dynasty leagues, like streamline, I'm not going through every single league. I need something to streamline that process. It's why I literally had the tool built yep. for selfish reasons. <laughs> but like I know, leagues. I know like I'm all of you, right? Like we might not all agree on the same thing. You might not like my takes. You might just come here for Garrett and Matt and that's fine too. But like one thing we definitely have in common is we love the game of dynasty. Yeah. Like we both agree. We all can agree on that, right? Like, you might not like my takes. You might not like my personality, and that's fine. I'm not for everybody, but we all love the game of Dynasty. And from that viewpoint, we can agree. Mm-hmm. And that's why everything we do here at Dynasty Nerds is to help make your life easier to play the game. Because that's all we want to see here is the game grow um, and, and the game get bigger. And that's that's been our mission statement since the day one when we started the website. It's like, we want to grow the game of Dynasty. We love this. We need more people playing this. More people are going to love this as soon as they start playing. And we were fortunate enough to be yeah. around for nine years before Dynasty even blew up where it was. And yeah. People like, oh, Rich, you're one of the godfathers of Dynasty. And it's like, well, Scott Fish and all these guys were here first, too, but yeah. I'll take it. You know? <laughs> um, I know me and McDowell came up right around the same time, so it was kind of cool. Um, but it's like everything we do is to make the game bigger and easier for you. So for every, when I say subscribe to the GM, you know, when you subscribe and sign up for the, become part of the member of the nerd herd, this beautiful group we have, do you get access to discord channel and all this, all the tools we give you that membership money just goes like, you're also growing the game of dynasty. Like, because every doubt, every membership that comes in here, those, that, that one cup of coffee, I'm not really drinking that cup of coffee. I'm giving that money to our developer to build more cool things. You know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's what I do with my membership share of the money. That's what Matt does with his membership share of the money. That's what we all do. Like this isn't, we don't do this to be successful monetarily. We do it to be successful in our dynasty games, which matters way more <laughs> by win those trophies. Yeah. So the GM, what it does is help you not get stuck in the middle. So by looking in and identifying your team, am I a legit contender? And by that, you don't look at him like, oh, well, I have Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall, and then, okay, Cool. But who are the teams in front of you have? Right. Do they have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson? And if this is an eight-team league, you might not be in contention. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> Nick Chubb, and Travis Kelsey? Right. Guess what? Yeah. You're not probably going to beat them. Yeah. Any given Sunday, you could, but probably not. So do you identify that team saying, hey, this team is going to be good for about two years? My team's pretty good. But I need something really go right for me to win a championship these two years because these two teams above me are really good. They're stacked. So when you see something like that, okay, the 23 class is going to be loaded. The 24 class is going to be pretty damn strong itself yeah, as well. Right. Okay, my team is pretty good, which means I have a couple good players on my roster for the most part. Blow it up. Building foundations. Blow it up. You know what I mean? Like- because you can get rookies right now that are underperforming or not performed yet, like Kenneth Walker. If you have Christian McCaffrey, you get Kenneth Walker plus. Oh, big. You have Nick Chubb. Yeah. You're getting Kenneth Walker plus, right? God, I love Nick Chubb. Best running back ever. Um, And then say your other receiver, Stephon Diggs. So, like, you have have, uh, Nick Chubb, you have Stephon Diggs, your quarterback's Kirk Cousins, your other receiver is Curtis Samuel. You know what I mean? But, like, good enough where, like, you're winning some games. Good pieces, but. 
are they going to be around in three or four years yeah. and still be good pieces? Not, Absolutely. Not likely. Where, again, if you have two really good players, like Nick Chubb, or say Saquon Barkley, but say Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler this last week, Stephon Diggs, two really good players. Mm-hmm. When you have the players behind you that are rebuilding and reloading, those couple wins, and say you, you, you play those two teams twice. Like you look into it, you don't play the good teams twice, you play the lower teams twice that year. Sure. Those are two tier- guaranteed wins. Two guaranteed wins in Dynasty go a long way. Mm-hmm. A long way. When you're in the middle, it means everything. One game. Oh, yeah. So All of a sudden, you're in the playoffs. Identifying where you're at in the middle from that aspect, but, more, but the big thing here is the bottom teams never really look behind and automatically push you to the middle. You don't realize it. That's how you get stuck in the middle because they push you to the middle. The bottom and, teams. And, and you're an early out in the playoffs, like every single year. Every, and, and you yeah. wonder why. Yeah. So identify those players that you have on your rock. Take a, take a good look. Again, if you have the Dynasty GM, I encourage everybody to, if you haven't at least tried it, sign up for this one month. Check it out. If it's not for you, go your own separate way. No, you you put a couple bucks into the uh, game of Dynasty. Maybe when we launch all our new things, you can come back, and maybe then it will be for you. But I think it's good enough now. It is going to get, we have a massive facelift coming very soon. So great. I'm telling you, it's going to yep. be, if you think the GM is cool now, wait till you see What's gonna, how it's going to look within the next 12 months as we roll out all these new things. It's going to be an app too. Um, but take a look at your roster and see what's ahead of you and what's behind you. Right. Wow, three teams really bad. Three teams really good. Three, six. At least six of us fighting against these three teams. Where am I amongst these six? Can I get to four? Gives me a chance. Or am I like five or six? If I'm five six you're better off being two or one one or two <laughs> much better sell these players yeah. increase your draft status and get young players behind get maybe guys that are hurt maybe they're out for the year maybe you could get javante williams plus mm-hmm. uh well you can easily get javante williams but you get javante williams you're getting kenneth walkers you're getting sky moores you're getting elijah elijah moore so you know what i mean like you're buying players on the down the offer upside or just young players that offer great upside, like the Laves, the Garrett Wilsons right now. Because if you sell Stephon Diggs, where well, those guys are impossible to get, even like a Drake London. But all of a sudden, this team is now finding themselves contending. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Yeah, it sucks to give up Drake London, but I'm getting Diggs. He gets, he's going to push me over. Because sometimes, even here is what I like to do is, I don't even like to mess with the contenders. I like those guys that are on the cusp. Because it's twofold here. I get there first, where it this could, is going to make the team go better. either way. But if that player gets hurt or one thing goes the wrong way, all of a sudden I have a top six pick, sure. right? Those, yep. I love trading with those players because sometimes it's ended. I hit the number one over, I, number one overall pick. Yep. I traded to a contender and they had two injuries and turned the number one overall pick. So identify where you're at. Can you win a championship this year? And if you honestly can't, it might be time. I, and be you got to be honest with you. Yeah. If you use a GM, it's going to show you all from a bird's eye view. Yep. If you can't, now's the time from this week going forward, sell, sell, sell. And if you can't get the young players, take multiple first. Yep. Anybody, Some stabs. Take, take multiple hey, darts. Um, I want Stephon Diggs. I, you have no receiver you can get back to me. Um, give me a guy like Curtis Samuel. Give me a guy like Devin Duvernay and give me two firsts. Right? Give me one receiver back and give me two firsts. Does it suck to lose? And, look, and, and here's another thing too. You have to be able to like at some times – come away slightly the underdog in those trades where like mm-hmm. all I got back was draft capital for Stefan Dix. All I got was 
two firsts for Stephon Dix, which is a lot. I don't want to say it's not like nothing, but sometimes when you give away a stout, star caliber and you're taking all the risk for yeah, guys yeah. that don't even oh, yeah. league yet, it's scary. It's very scary. But it shouldn't be because you're doing two things. One, you're getting another draft pick. Two, you're increasing your draft status. That's, that's the most important thing that you have to remember. You, that's the hidden one that no one ever thinks about or no one ever quantifies in a trade. Is, we, is when, you, when you're physically moving yourself up, you're getting that. You're hopefully getting yourself the ability to make, get that one playmaker because there's only a couple of them per draft. Um, that's a true difference maker in most drafts. And if you can somehow get your way up there by trading away other pieces, it's nice to get that stuff in return, but it's also nice to see your, 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 your player getting, or your pick moving that much closer to that high impact player. B. John Robinson's that good. Yeah, absolutely. Superflex's class is going to have four good quarterbacks. Jordan Addison's a really good receiver. Jameer Gibbs is a really good running back. This yeah. class is deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then don't even talk about Brock Bowers in uh, 2024 if you're a uh, tight end premium tight guy. Tight end premium. Yeah. Hey, that guy won one right now. Um, <laughs> you know, but but like you get better there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's teams in our old, our 20-year-old league. There's a guy. He knows who he is, Eric. Um, <laughs> he has some really good players on his team, but he can't win the title probably this year, and he hasn't won a game yet. It's time. He's sitting there with might be time, Mike yeah. Evans and Travis Kelsey. And I know I throw offers out there. Hey, I'll give you a 23 first. And what looks like it's going to be about 2-1 to 2-3 for Travis Kelsey and Mike Evans. Do I expect him to say, yeah, right away? No, but no counter. It's like, like dude, you aren't going to win this year. Do not go down with the ship of those guys. No. Take what you can get. You I know mean, what I mean? Mike Evans will be around for another maybe. Well, Tom Brady, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, but when you're, you, some people are so scared about getting equal value when they blow things up. And you can't worry about that. You have to get the draft capital because mm-hmm. if it hits and, and you did it, you've done it many times where you turn your draft capital and now all of a sudden you have Michael Pittman, Justin Jefferson, um, CD lamb, CD lamb, you know what I mean? And that's what it turns into. Yeah. Cause now when you use pick two, I'm not, and I'm not, you know, obviously they're the same guys, but say you use pick two on CD lamb and then pick seven on Justin Jefferson. Right now you have, so now you're the best receiving corner. You mean like, it could be that quick. So that's where that, that extra draft pick comes. You get that better player, and then you never know where pick seven, eight, nine are going to come into right. a factor. Definitely in deep, deep draft classes. And it allows you, if you have multiple picks in the first round, it also allows you to kind of strategize where you wouldn't be able to. Waiting a whole round, you can kind of strategize and pick somebody that may be a little bit higher than you would normally, knowing that another couple of guys will fall at other positions to you with your later picks in that same round. And it's it's an interesting conundrum to kind of get yourself into, but it can be really fun and, and really rewarding. You can really you know turn your stuff around really quickly. I had, I had picks like that this year where I had uh, one, two, and one, six. And yeah, I could have taken Drake London or Garrett Wilson there at one, two, but I was like, I have one, six. So I'm yeah. going to take Kenneth Walker at two. Right. And let the I'll take whatever running backs, whatever receiver there is left. I end up taking Traylon Burks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, we'll see how it pans out. I could have had him or I think it was Jamison Williams at the time. And I was really torn. I want to take Jamison, but I was like, I already have a Jamison share. I'm going to take Traylon Burks. Um, but it's fun that, you know, fun yeah. that it, yeah. it lets you take the running back compared to the receiver because you know the receivers are deep. Sure. Um, but it, this, you have a window now for the next couple of weeks to do that. And if you're a new dynasty player listening, you got to make sure that's not where you're at because it's the worst spot to be in dynasty. And it's so easy to get caught there. 
because of the player, the teams behind you, and you don't even realize it. And don't necessarily jump at just anything right now because those picks, we talk about it every year. As the years go, as the weeks go on, the picks become less and less valuable to those people that are contending, and they're 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 much more, I guess, free to to get rid of like a first round draft pick, right? You know, right as we're coming up on the deadline. So it, it if you're not getting your value right now on some of these players and you're not, you're, you're okay holding on to them for a little bit and kind of taking the injury risk, they might become more valuable as the season goes on. You're right. They will yeah, for sure. Cause other teams are gonna have injuries for sure. Right. So they will become more valuable. You just have to hope your players that a guy that come in right. and you're not left holding the bag. That's, that's the only um, thing. And it's work, but again, this is the funnest part. The, the funnest part about dynasty is the work, right? Mm-hmm. Scouting the rookies, listen to these kind of podcasts, then going out there and putting that work to uh, action and making the draft and making these trades. That's the funnest part about it. It's why you listen to this podcast, right? Like to help you through the process. I'll work to hear other opinions, kind of help build your opinions. And you listen to another one and see what they say. So check out the Giants GM. Anywhere you can find the app uh, on there, but go to the website now, sign up for the Nerd Herd, check it out, see if these tools help you, and then stick around. Um, it's already pretty sweet. The film room's, Amazing. to be honest with you, the league analyzer in the film room mm. are worth a cup of coffee a month. Everything else is just pro, like a bonus, right? Pro bono. Not pro bono. <laughs> it is pro bono. So that's it. Everything else is free, except for those. Um, but the, 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 those are two things that will keep you busy for hours a day. The film room and the analyzer. Yep. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Uh, and we'll go from there. I hope everybody stays healthy this week. I hope the GM can help you out. We're going to jump into this Nerd Herd show, which is another thing you get with the Nerd membership. We get two podcasts. Absolutely. Super helpful in the rookie season because that's when we break down our rookies. You get our thoughts on everybody. Not only um, half. You're, you're only getting half on the free show. So that's it. Anything else you want to throw in the show? No, man. Go out and get some t-shirts, man. We got a lot of different colors. I haven't loaded any of those into the website yet. People keep asking. Okay. Well, I sent a Viking shirt out this week. Coming shortly. Um, <laughs> I got to I'm going to upload. Check the website this weekend. Your favorite team might be on there. Awesome. Remind me to put those. I'll try to remind you. The shirts are loaded. I have to put a quantity, but we gave so many away. Like, yeah, now you got to go count them, huh? I'm not good at arithmetic. (laughs) Count my dynasty wins. Maybe I'll come over, drink some beers, and count things. Watch a little football. Mm. I'm going to watch the Browns game together in a while. Well, you're going to be at the Indians game. Yeah, the Indians game this year. Both. (laughs) Both. All right. Adios.